Father God, we bless your name. We worship you this morning. We say, have your way in our midst, O God. We pray that none of us will live the same. We pray, O God, our Heavenly Father, that you do a new thing in our lives this morning. We pray that it will not be of the letter, but it will be of the Holy Spirit. Affect each and every heart here. And let it not be my words, but let it be your words. In Jesus' name we pray. And the saints said, Amen. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, Father God, we bless you. Amen. Happy Father's Day. To the men. Hallelujah. All men are fathers, hallelujah. Some are already fathers, some are yet to be fathers. But God bless you all, and may we be good fathers, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I want to share with you, today is Father's Day. <clears throat> I believe we will continue with our faith series next time, hallelujah. But Father's Day is important just like Mother's Day is important. Hallelujah. Each of them have special roles or place, uh, places in our lives. Amen. Look for example at the famous Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. Honor or obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 3 says, That it may be well with you, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. So it means that you and I are to obey our parents in the Lord, obey our parents as Christians. Look at uh, Amplified for verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is acceptable. Uh, that is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. For this is right. For obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Now look at it in NLT. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Then let's go to verse 2. Stay here. Ch honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment that ends with a promise. Oh, hallelujah. So the promise is in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament. Because the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So many times you see them quote the Old Testament. Matthew we always wanted to prove that Jesus is the Messiah or the Messiah or the Christ. So you see in Matthew many times, and the scripture was fulfilled. The scripture was fulfilled to show that all the scriptures that talked about Jesus as being Christ were fulfilled in Christ. Hallelujah. And this is the promise. If you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life full of blessings. Oh, hallelujah. And I think we've talked about it in the past, what it means to honor your father and mother. And the big part of it is to give them gifts. You honor with your substance. 
Even God, how do you honor him? You honor him with your substance. Honor the Lord with your substance, with the first fruit of all your increase. There are different ways to honor God. Hallelujah. But we read from, uh, I believe, Jesus was uh, uh, talking about how they nullified the commandment of God by not giving the gifts to their parents. How many remember that? Yeah, so uh, God was saying that you, your you say that my disciples are not eating with washed hands. But let me tell you something. You, you transgress the commandments of the Lord by your traditions. Because you tell us that if there is someone who wants to give a gift to his parents, they are excused from giving the gift to their parents if they give it to the Lord. And therefore nullify the commandments of the Lord. And therefore dishonor them. So it means that if we are supposed to give our parents a gift, it is not acceptable to give that gift to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I thought by now we'd have gotten there. Let me show you the verse. Do you want to see where the verse is? Hallelujah. Matthew 15. Let's start from 4. Matthew 15, 4 to 7. Okay, let's start from 1. Matthew 15, 1. Then Jesus came, then came to Jesus the Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother. And he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. Wow. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift by whoso, whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Now let's go to 5 and 6 because this King James, thou shalt. Let's use NLT for this uh, verse 4 to 6. Let's use NLT for 4 to 6. For instance, God says, honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say you don't need to honor your parents by caring for their needs if you give the money to God instead. And so by your own tradition, you nullify the direct commandment of God. Hallelujah. That clearly showed me that you honor your parents by giving them a blessing. Look at verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. Use um, uh, ESV. Verse 5, ESV. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not honor his father. So it's clear that to honor your father and mother means to give them gifts. Am I preaching to somebody? Very, very clear. Very important. Amen? So today, Father's Day message, I just want to talk about the most important father. 
We have earthly biological fathers. We have fathers in the faith. We have spiritual fathers. We have all these different types of fathers. Hallelujah. But we have one father with a capital F. Father. The others are small f. Hallelujah. And that's why Jesus made it very clear that don't call anyone father. We'll discuss that. Hallelujah. Because there's only one father in heaven. But I want to just share with us about our heavenly father. The greatest father. The most important father. The only father. Capital F. Father God. Let's look at Lucas 11, 1 and 2. Luke 11, 1 and 2. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. So verse 2 says, Our Father, which art in heaven. So we want to talk about our Father in heaven or our heavenly Father. So the first important thing for us to know is that God, the creator of the universe, the one true only God is our heavenly father. Hallelujah. To some people, he is the God. He is the God of Israel. My God is the God of Israel. But he's also my father. Oh, glory to God. And to others, he's just God. But to me, he's God and he's my father. The God of the universe is my father and he's your father. Can I have an amen? So the first important thing to know is that the creator of the universe, God, is our father. The second important thing for us to know is that our father is all sufficient. The father God in heaven, he is all sufficient. He has everything we need. Earthly fathers are limited. Whether it's spiritual, whether it's biological, every single father is limited apart from our heavenly father who is unlimited, who is self-sufficient. No human being or angel or any entity or being or personage or personality can ever have everything we need. Just God, our father. Can I have an amen? So our heavenly father is all-sufficient. He is the almighty God. He, he, he's not, I mean, imagine a father who is all-breasted. It means that he takes the place of not, you see, he's so self-sufficient that even the role of a mother he plays. That's why he's all-breasted. And he's able to give us all the milk we need. He, he's self-sufficient. You and I are dependent. Our sufficiency is dependent on God. But he is self-sufficient. He is the all-breasted one, the almighty God. El Shaddai means the almighty God, the all-breasted one, the God who is more than enough. He is everything we need. Hallelujah. That is why Jesus said, do not call any person father. Look at Matthew 23, 9. Let's start from 7. Matthew 23, 7 to 10. By it's 9, we are looking for. And greetings in the markets and to be called of men rabbi. Rabbi means that many pastors love the title. Oh, pastor, rabbi, pastor, pastor. But we are supposed to be ministers, not master. Master, master. No, it is minister, minister. Servant, servant, 
What do you think? That's what a minister of the gospel is, a servant of the gospel. Hallelujah. Not king and lord. Amen. Jesus gave the example of the earthly kings. They exercise dominion over their subjects. But that should not be so with you. The one who is the greatest is the one who is the minister and the least and the servant of all. The chief, the greatest. Hallelujah. But be not ye called rabbi. For one is your master, even Christ. All ye are brethren. So it means I am a brother, fellow brother. Because all of us are brethren, but we have one master. And that master is Christ, Mashiach, Christos. And call no man your father upon the earth. For one is your father which is in heaven. So it means that, yes, Jesus is not saying don't call anyone father per se. Otherwise, my children should call me David. Because it says call no man. If you are doing the thing, let's do it properly. Yes. Call no man father. So it means that I should be called David. My children should call me David. Hallelujah. Or, or Pastor David. But what about uh, 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 if I'm not a pastor or pastor, what do they call me? David. No, that's not what God is saying. God is saying that call no one father, which means capital F, father on the earth. Because even Apostle Paul said, you have many instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. But in Christ Jesus have I begotten you. So if what uh, I'm saying is not accurate, then it means that Apostle Paul, he erred big time. And if he erred big time, then what, what are we going to say about his, his epistles? Hallelujah. No. He's saying, don't call anyone father and give them the title as father, capital F, where you, everything you need depends on them. You cannot speak to God without them. God can only speak to you through them. It means that I'm the pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm a father. So it means that Boris cannot hear from God unless God speaks to me to uh, tell him what to do. If that's the case, then there's no need to read the Bible. Let's be like the children of Israel where we say, Moses, please, we can't speak to God. Speak to him and we will hear what God has to say through you. So no, nobody should read the Bible. Nobody should pray. Everyone should, because what's the point of praying and reading the Bible if God can't speak to you, but has to speak to me to, before he speaks to you? So it means that, that's not, that, so God is saying that, Jesus is saying that, don't do that. Don't give anyone a title that is so sufficient that you depend on them fully. It's only God we can depend upon. Am I preaching to somebody? It's only God. Our, our biological parents are limited. Our spiritual parents are limited. Everyone, every human being is limited. The only one who is not limited is the all-sufficient one, the all-breasted one, the almighty God. Hallelujah. So God will speak to us directly. Hallelujah. And the pastors are there not to be kings and lords, but to help us in our relationship with God. Sometimes give us uh, 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 more clarity 
on the word of God and sometimes even help us to grow in the Lord and help us to make sure that we are hearing from God because there are many voices in this world and some of them are not, and they are not without signification, meaning that there's, there's a significance to every voice. Even if it's a foolish voice, it will come from God or the devil or ourselves. Hallelujah. So God is saying that you and I, we must rely on only one father sufficiently. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Let's use NLT for this. So this is the role of the pastor and different people who are spiritual. How many are getting what I'm saying? And this is exactly what we are supposed to do and nothing more. But that, but that does not mean we want to tell you exactly how to put your faith into practice. We want to work together with you so you will be full of joy as you stand firm in your faith. Look at this in ESV. I don't know. Did you get that? Sometimes it's a bit too simple that it meets the, beat, the point. Not that we lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy, for you stand firm in your faith. So what this verse is saying is that pastors and leaders are not to be lord over God's heritage. Rather, they are supposed to be working together with God's people to help them to know how to put their faith into practice. And to help them to be able to do what God wants them to do because we are standing by our own faith, not our pastor's faith. Am I preaching? And also, our parents are also limited in the sense that they don't know the future. There are some, I, I know of a certain, a, a certain family. And the parents were from a very poor background. Very poor background. This is some people I heard about poor background and they, they suffered in poverty and the lady the daughter was in love Christian woman was in love with a good Christian man from a poor family the parents ahead when the brother the Christian brother knocks on the door what are you doing help them Slam the door in his face. Or in his face. Out! I don't want my daughter to even know you are around. Get out! They rejected him. They what? Rejected him. And then there was an unbeliever man who was successful. So the parents pushed her to the unbeliever. He has now, he has different children. He has. Uh, 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 He's left, the, he's just left her and married somebody else. I mean, messed up. There are some parents who say, why don't you do this? I'm not saying that parents are bad, but what I'm saying is that if a parent tells you to sacrifice to an idol, you have to say, excuse me, you are limited. No, you can't say you are limited, but in your mind say that you are limited. Just like I'm limited, I will not do it. Because God is my father. 
and he's all sufficient and he says that I must worship only God and he only should I serve limited uh, hallelujah I'm just talking about the, the, the limitations of human beings parents can advise but the parents doesn't know the future God has given biological parents most in general at least to the children get of age what the children need for a blessed life nevertheless we must not go contrary to the word of god because there's only one capital f father nevertheless god expects us to honor our parents an example is there's a a, a, a christian lady in the past i spoke to who was very determined to serve god but she the mother took her car and went to commit certain sinful acts with the car very sinful acts acts that are unacceptable to god sinful so when the mother came home the daughter realized what the mother did and cast her out cursed her out insulted her used bomb words used f words as just went off on her mother and then called me to tell me about it how could you believe what my mother did how could she and i said what did you do i cast her out then i said please stop let's don't say a word yet go and ask your mother for forgiveness so I curse us and come to you. Go immediately. Go and ask your mother to forgive you. Tell her you you never do that again. You are very sorry, but you just not give her your car again to go and do that. But for cursing her, you are sorry immediately. Let's end the call now. Hallelujah. Because God has given the biological parents the rights. Hallelujah. When a biological parent speaks, of course, a curse, causeless, will not hold. But if it is with cause, if a child slaps the parent and the parent says, you will be tired, most likely to okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unless the child asks for forgiveness, the parent, even if the parent rejects it, but the child asks for forgiveness, ask God to forgive release the case then you are okay but you slap the parent and the parent says you will be tired it might happen most likely because of the strength of a parent i'm talking about biological biological what do you think amen number three key three key things that we must know Number three, we must honor our Heavenly Father. We must honor our Heavenly Father. We must honor Him. How do we honor Him? Let's look at Malachi 1 6. How do we honor our Heavenly Father? A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? 
said the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? But the key thing here is, a son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? God expects us to honor him. Now we honor him in different ways. Not just financially, but we honor him with our lives. God prefers us to honor him with our lives more than our money. Even though we honor him with our money. But God wants us to honor him, especially with our lives. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? That's what God is saying. Now, now how do we honor God? We honor God by even, the most important way to honor God is to follow his word. How do we honor the Lord? Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. So we honor God with our substance because all of us know that money is very difficult especially for those of sub-Sahara Africa. Very hard to release money. Hallelujah. So if we are, it's difficult for us to release money, how much more, so, so God knows that because it's hard for us to release money, it is something that he will use to test us and to show whether we honor him or not. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your substance. So it means we honor him with our substance. And with the first fruit of all that increase, then what will happen? Anytime we honor God, there's a result. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst with new wine. Proverbs 14, 31. Another way to honor God, which will be surprising to us. He that oppresseth the poor insults his maker, reproaches his maker, insults. But he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. Let's use ESV. It's the NLT says it very, very nicely. And then, whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker. So, I, so the guy whose wife died of cancer, I was giving an example, who was insulting God. Every morning he would wake up and insult God. Christians insult him the same way by oppressing the poor. It's the same thing. God, you are this. God, you are that. If you oppress the poor, you're insulting the maker. But he who is generous to the needy honors him. I want to honor God. God, if I get a chance, I'll honor you. There's a poor person. Help him. NIV. Am I preaching to somebody? NIV. Whoever oppresses Let's use the normal NIV. I know this is 11. Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for his maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. NIV. This is 11. So just get normal NIV. Original. They don't have it. But you get the picture. I want to honor God. God, I want to honor you. God, I want to honor you. Maybe there's a song you, are, you and I are singing. Weeping tears. Lord, I want to honor you. Then God is saying, look at you. You want to honor me. There are poor people. And you, and, and you, are, you are not even kind to them. You, you ignore them. 
if you want to honor me, be kind to them and you honor me automatically. Am I preaching? Always remember that anytime you give someone honor, the person reciprocates the honor with something good, with a blessing. If whoever it is, Jacob and Esau, when Isaac was blind and couldn't see and he was ready to pronounce a blessing. It was when Jacob honored him by giving him the food so that he, can, he could eat and be merry. It, was, it, it provoked the blessing. And Isaac blessed Jacob and gave him the blessing. So many times, honor provokes a certain blessing. In the same way, when we honor God, it provokes him. It, 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 it compels him. It pushes him. It, 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 it excites him to pour a blessing out to you and I. What do you think? Yeah. So let's do our Bible study to find out what it means to honor God. But at the end of the day, is to listen to his word. Because when you, when, when you read God's word, you help the poor. When you read God's word, you honor him with your substance. When you read God's word, you will do whatever it takes to honor him. Am I preaching? Amen. Number four. What do you think? Is it good? Our Heavenly Father loves us greatly. Our Heavenly Father, He loves us greatly. Not as a people, but as individuals. He loves us greatly. As the heavens are higher than the earth. Now, the heavens, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost infinite, but not, because there was an origin. In the beginning, Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So it means that the, the universe had an origin, a beginning. The only one who has no beginning is God. Who, when I say God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has no origin. Did not have has not and will never have an origin. Hallelujah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the universe has an, a, a, a starting point, and it's not infinite because it's still expanding. So it means that if the universe is expanding, then it means that it has borders. Glory. What's outside the border of the universe? God is at the north outside the universe because before the universe was god is so god was active and doing things before he said let there be am i preaching so but it means that but nevertheless the universe is large huge the universe is billions and billions and trillions of light years you can't even count the distance. The universe is huge. And yet the Bible is saying, as the universe or the heavens are higher than the earth, so is his mercy and his love toward us. It, you can't comprehend his love. You can't. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's look at verse 16 to, 16 to 18. 
You cannot comprehend his love. Use NLT. It's, it's, it's unimaginable. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Okay, continue. Verse 17. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you know, so, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. Next verse. How long, how high, how deep, please continue, his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. God's love is infinite. God's love is everlasting. I mean, think about God's love. Think about it. We were his enemies. We rejected him. We went astray. None of us wanted to know anything about God. The only way you and I came to God was God's grace and he bringing us to himself. But if it was not for God's initial act of bringing us to himself, none of us would want to know him. Because we came into this world as sinners and our bodies want to sin and we, our bodies and our, our nature doesn't want have to have anything to do with God, our old nature. So for God, in spite of that, to send his only begotten son to come and die, not just a sh shooting or a, a beheading. In those days, he could have been beheaded. Simple. Those who were not Roman citizens were crucified by the Romans. That's why Peter was crucified. James, of course, was killed with a sword. But because Apostle Paul was a Roman citizen, they did not execute him in a shameful way. That's why he was beheaded, Apostle Paul, because he was a Roman citizen. So God could have said, let's make it easy. Let's, let, let, he should be beheaded. He should be, the sword just pierced his heart. But God chose the most excruciating way of dying because God has written his laws and says that, look, Deuteronomy, those who don't obey the law are cursed. Cursed will you be when you go out. Cursed will you be when you come in. Cursed, this curse, this disease, oh, curses. And God said, I love these people. If I'm going to send my son to come and die for their sins, then let me make sure that I add this thing, provision for the curse. So the Bible says in Galatians that Christ became, redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having been made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth upon a tree. So God made sure that Jesus was crucified so that he hung on a tree indeed. Because if Jesus was killed in another way, the curse of the law will still hold. Because the Bible makes it clear, cursed is everyone that hangeth upon a tree. So God made Jesus a curse for us so that 
the, the curse of the law will not hold in our lives. Look at Galatians 3.13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Then it goes under the blessings of Abraham. Now, it was so strong that when Jesus was crucified and died, the, 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 leaders, the religious leaders went to Pilate and said, please, we have to take the body down because it's cursed and we are about to celebrate and we cannot allow a curse to be hanging at this time. And then they removed the body. So God, in spite of how wicked we were, God decided that I love these, my creation so much that I'm going to send my only begotten son to die a shameful, horrible, excruciating death for them. For them. And I believe that God loves each individual so much that he would have still needed to die. Because Hebrews 9.22 says, For almost all things are by the law purged with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. No way to remove sin. No way to forgive sin. Without the shedding of blood. So we, we, we have a God who has an everlasting, deep love for us. And the Bible says his love is so deep that it is very hard to comprehend it. It is very hard to understand what, what kind of love is this. That's what the Bible says. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. How? We're children of Adam. We're, we're created in the, in the image of Adam. Every human being was created in the image of Adam. Every human being was a child of Adam. I won't even quote you. We all know the verses I'm about to quote. Ephesians, now put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. When we become born again Christians, then the image of God now is in us. Now we have his image. Oh, am I preaching? We were children of Adam. Now as Christians, we are adopted into the family of God. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So God adopts us into his family to become children of God. But that is in Christ. Why? What kind of people will he do this to? Ephesians 4, 24 says, And that he put on the new man, the new man which is born again, the new man who, which has accepted Jesus Christ, now and that he put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness. Glory to God and true holiness. My spirit is righteous and holy. Glory. It's just that we need to make sure that our minds, our soul, and our bodies are reflecting that. Am I preaching? 1 John 3, 1. Hallelujah to Jesus. The Father. Father's Day, may we celebrate our Heavenly Father. Amen. Behold, what manner, what kind of love the Father hath bestowed, who glory, bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Which also means women also. Therefore, 
The world knoweth us not because it knew him not. There's a movie, I can't remember the name, I would have recommended it. <laughs> There's a movie about one of these Eastern, Eastern European countries and a daughter, a father, saw her daughter, his daughter off to go to do modeling. But it was sex trafficking. They took her, they destroyed her, they, 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 they abused her. Anytime she misbehaved, then they'll get some crazy guys to come. They, 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 they destroyed her. They destroyed her to the point where she was on drugs. She, 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 I mean, she did not, I mean, she felt useless. She felt zero because of everything done to her. At the point, she became the no-good prostitute. It's like the no-good one, the ones that people don't even regard anymore. But the father, he said, for my daughter, I am going to pretend to be one of them, the bad guys, so that I can rescue my daughter. Look, when the father was able to see the daughter and wanted to hug the daughter, the daughter was like, no, no, move away. I'm too dirty. Move away. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm filthy. I'm nothing. Please, please. I mean, I've messed up. My life is useless. No, move away. The father said, I love you and hugged her. That is how you and I are and our father God. His love is so great that he did not, he does not see our filth. He's, the Bible says he knows our frame, that we are but dust. And he just hugs us. He embraces us. He loves us. What kind of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. Death is now called a child of God. And the death has now been elevated. And the death is no more death, but, I mean, it is so high that a dirty person is now righteous and truly holy. A dirty person is so great that they will reign with Christ. A dirty person is now so great that they will judge angels. What kind of love is this? That the Father hath bestowed upon us. That we should be called the children of God. That's what the Bible says. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Moses was a murderer. God said, I'm sending you. Moses said, how? How, how are you going to send me? I'm nobody. I'm, 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 I ran away from Mo, uh, uh, Pharaoh. How are you going to send me? God said, I am sending you. Because God does not look at us the way we are. He looks at us the way he has ordained us to be. Am I preaching? Gideon was hiding. A coward. Not just a normal person who is afraid of battle, a coward. And God said, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon was looking. Who? Who? Who is the mighty man of valor? You are me. I'm not only a coward, I'm the least. I, I mean, who, who? no, it can't be me. Yes, you are the one. God calls things which are not as though they were, and it becomes. Am I preaching to somebody? So that's the kind of God we are serving. The God who is compassionate. The God who has done everything he can to make provision for us. He knows 
that we are weak. So he's made provision, provision so we will be strong. In our weakness, his strength is made perfect. That's what the Bible says. There is no temptation that is not common to man. And God is faithful and will never allow us to be tempted or not just temptation in terms of doing bad, but trials, difficulties. God is faithful and will never allow us to be tempted or go through a trial we are not able to overcome. If that was enough, we should worship God and say he's done more than we can imagine. But the God we serve is too good. So he also adds, and with every temptation, number one, will not be, he will never give us a temptation we cannot overcome. Number two, with every temptation which we can overcome, he will also give us a way of escape that we'll be able to bear it. I, I thought we'll put our hands together for our Heavenly Father. There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will, never, will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the temptation, also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. That's the God we serve. That is the God we serve. His love is wide. His love is deep. His love is wide. The love of the Father. The Father God. Number five. Because of how much he loves us. Because of the kind of God we are serving. The, the love God. We can go to our heavenly father. About anything and everything in prayer. Yes. We earthly fathers want to hear from our children. But when we are busy. It's like, come back, come back, come back. What do you think? We want to hear from our children, but if you are working, you are busy at work, or you are busy explaining something or dealing with something, and the child comes, please, come back, come back, come back. But that's not so with our Heavenly Father. Every individual, he's yearning to hear from the individual. Every individual, he's attentive. Every individual, he's, he's waiting to hear and he waits patiently, lovingly, and has time for us. That's why a Christian can pray for even 10 hours and he's attentive to every Christian individually. Am I preaching to somebody? So God loves us so much and wants to hear from us. And wants to hear about our needs. Wants to hear about our problems. He loves us affectionately. So we must treat him as the best father. And go to him with our needs. Parents, there are certain things that a child is afraid to tell the parents. Am I preaching here? You are afraid to tell the parent because the parents can be... <sighs> but that's not so with our Heavenly Father. He knows what we are going to say before we say it. And he, he, he's actually yearning to hear it so that he, he, he will know that we trust him and depend on him. That's why David said, I will not hide my iniquities from you. I will not prosper by doing that. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So it's clear that the word is what would give us the victory in every circumstance. So God wants us to go to him our Heavenly Father, and to talk to him about our needs, to talk to him about our concerns, to talk to him because he's our Heavenly Father. 
He wants us to, to open up. When I'm talking to God, I don't talk. I mean, we are free. Just talk to him. God, I know this is my problem. I know I'm this. I know I'm that. Lord, but thank you for helping me. They talk to him because he's our father. He knows, the, he knows our hearts more than we know it. That's why he says, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And the wicked way you see in me, lead me in the way everlasting. He knows our frailty. He knows. So the best is to talk to him about everything. Am I preaching to somebody here? Some Christians have asked me in the past, how do I pray? How do I talk to God? I, I, I want to talk to God. How do I do it? I say, imagine the best father who is easy to talk to. Why are you going to relearn it? Are you going to learn how to talk to your father? Oh, daddy, uh, oh, today I had a good day at work. Or today my boss was irritating me. Or today I feel, are you going to, isn't that how you talk to a father who is eager? Are we going to plan a formula? Okay, formula. How do you talk to God? My, uh, my, 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 no. There's no formula. You talk to him. How do you pray? There are some people who have learned how to pray. I Me, mean, when I go to events, I don't do, you cut simple. There are some people, hey, events, when they are praying, they'll make you look like you don't know how to pray. Hey, words. I just say simple, that's it. Because God is looking, it depends on the relationship. If you are confident about God, oh God, bless this person. Let favor come upon them in Jesus' name. It will happen. Versus big words. I'm not saying big words will not go. But if the big words are not from someone who has a heart for God, it will just be a impressive zero. <laughs> Am I preaching to somebody here? Because the heart matters. Even though it's good. I mean, oh, it doesn't mean if I can learn a few big words, I will not use them. But I'm just saying that that is not what matters because it's not a formula. It is a relationship. That's why Smith Wigglesworth, my time, Smith Wigglesworth, when there's a problem, there's a woman who was possessed, mental possession, a big possession. They, they, they bought a ticket for him from England far away to meet the, 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 the pastor. In the train station, he took Smith Wigglesworth to his house. The wife was screaming and shouting. When she came to him, he said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Out in Jesus' name. Put the hat on. Going home. The pastor was offended. How dare you? I spent money bringing you here. And all you say is, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get out. And you're going home. The pastor was quiet, offended on the trip to the train station. He didn't say a word to Smith Wigglesworth. When he got home, the wife was completely healed. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. So it is the faith and the relationship. So you and I can develop a relationship with God. A, a, a strong relationship with our Father. So strong that when we speak, He hears. I said when we speak, He hears. There are certain things you do, even with my, my children. When, it's very simple. When you do certain things, if you are smart, you know what you need to do, children, to get everything. When you are pleased, before you even ask. If you don't do it, 
We are waiting. Everybody we. Our father, God is the same. <laughs> if you know him and there's a relationship and you do what needs to be done, and it's not a big deal, just love him, just communicate with him with a sincere heart. Victory. I said what? Victory. I said what? Victory. And God also only gives us things that help us. Some people will say, I asked God for this and God didn't give it to me. Now, let's see. Now, tell me who is the good parent and who is the bad parent. Two examples. The child says, I want candy every day. I don't eat any food but candy and cookies. And the child is crying in pain because the parent says, no way. I'm not going to give you cookies every day. I'm just going to give you one or two cookies. Versus, and then gives them a good balanced, nutritious diet, and cookies also, once in a while, versus the parent who says, my child wants a cookie, let me give the child cookies every day. Who is a good parent? The first one. So it means that a good parent does not give the child everything they want because they don't know what they want. Am I preaching? And they'll only give them what they need or what they want if it's not going to be hazardous to them. Like a job, God, give me that job. Imagine those who prayed and were very upset with God that they didn't get a job at the World Trade Center before the bomb, the crash. Imagine. So God knows. God knows. Am I preaching to somebody? So he knows exactly what we need. Maybe we need A, but we are asking for B. God will give us A. Because he knows that A is going to help us. And we, we continue, the list goes on. Also, Matthew 6, verse 8 says, But be not ye therefore like unto them, for your heavenly Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. God knows what you and I need even before we ask him. But God is so jealous of his glory. God, he's big and wants to be acknowledged as big. No one else has that right but God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are the only ones who want to be known as big because they are big. <clears throat> no angel, no throne, no dominion, nothing else has that right. So, why would God give you everything without you asking? Then you say it's your own strength. That's what you and I would do. Oh, it's my own strength. I prayed. Because when God is giving you something, you also need to work too. So, I, my, I crossed my first million. I didn't pray to God about it, for it, but I worked hard. It's my own strength. When you are asked the strategies, strategy one, strategy two, strategy three, this is how I did it. Meanwhile, God knew that this is what you wanted and gave it to you. But now, strategy one, strategy two, strategy three. But when you pray and God gives it to you, you say that I'm about to give you strategies. By the end of the day, 
without God, there will be no strategy. And the strategies would have been zero. Then you tell them that's the number one. I got this from God. Nevertheless, when God gives you the ability to obtain wealth, these are the steps you need to take. So he knows, but he wants us to still ask him. Am I preaching here? For time's sake, we're about to, time is up. Our Heavenly Father wants to give us good things so that our joy may be full. Glory to God. Did I hear somebody say amen? amen? That our joy may be full. God wants my joy to be full and your joy to be full. Hallelujah. He gives us good things. For time's sake, you can read Matthew 7, 9 to 11. But verse 11 says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts or good and advantageous gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father or your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Glory to God. God wants to give us good things. <clears throat> I said God wants to give us good things. But we need to ask. Give good things to those who ask him. Some will say, I asked God. He didn't give it to me. How many times did you ask? How many times did you ask? God wants to make sure that you really need it. You trust him by continuously asking. And you have no doubt who will give it to you. Am I preaching here? He wants to give us the good things so our joy may be full. John 16, 23 and 24. I'm going to run just a few minutes over. <clears throat> Father's Day, ain't it? John 16, 23, 24. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Jesus is saying that in the day of his glorification and after, don't ask him anything. It doesn't mean, I mean, don't demand in his name and you understand, but don't ask me anything. Why? Very, very, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he, may, he will give it to you. So Jesus is saying that after his glorification, ask your heavenly Father for what you want. Just ask in his name and he will give it to you. Am I preaching here? Next verse. Verse 4, 24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. God loves us so much that he wants us to be joyous, or he wants us to have joy. God wants to give us all good things to enjoy so that our joy will be full. God wants to make us happy. I mean, when you can imagine giving someone, a child, a, a, a brand new car, Ah, excitement. And you feel good about your excitement. That's what God wants. He wants to feel good as we are excited. That's why the Bible says, let them shout for joy. That take pleasure in my righteous cause. Let them say continually, the Lord which takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. It means that when his servant is blessed, God is excited. Am I preaching here? So it shows that you and I, we must ask him for what we're looking for. And we must know that he will give it to us because he wants to see us happy. But we just need to ask in faith. We just need to keep on asking. 
Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 35, verse 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Of course, this verse doesn't apply to every Christian. It applies to his servants. But may you and I be servants of the most high God. Oh, glory to God in Jesus' name. Okay. For time's sake, two quick ones. We can go to him with all our cares. <clears throat> Sometimes our earthly parents, I mean, you can admit it. I'm saying it because it applies. They come with a concern and you're like, this is not a concern. This is not a concern. True or false? Oh, I don't, I don't think I do that much, but I'm sure I do once in a while. When I'm, it's not a concern. Most parents, this thing is not a problem. But God, everything is in God's concern. The minutest things are a concern. Sometimes we are, we, are, we are worried to tell our parents something because our parents will say to us that, oh, but, oh, how? But God says, tell me, everything is important to me. Everything you say is important. There's no foolish thing to say. There's no foolish question. There is no stupid statement. Everything is good. Everything is good, so long as it is you telling me. Yes, he cares for us affectionately. First Peter 5, 7, he cares. He cares. First Peter 5, 7. He cares for us. Am I preaching to somebody here? Casting most of your cares. <clears throat> Casting the important cares. Casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. He cares so much that he will not reject. He will not rebuke for asking. Or for saying something to him, he will not. If it's illegal, you will correct it. But even that, he's not going to punish you for saying something illegal. He will just reject it and put you in the correct place in what you see through maybe the Bible you read or through his inner witness. But he will not reject us. We can say, God, this one, I'm not happy at all with what you've done. <clears throat> He's not going to say, how dare you? All he will say is, you wait. In time, you would understand and accept it and wish nothing better. Am I preaching to somebody? Because he makes all things beautiful in his time. And all things are for our sakes. And all things work together for good to them that love him, God. To them that are their called according to his purpose. Am I preaching to somebody here? My time is up, but let me just share something quick <clears throat> as I finish. <clears throat> Matthew 6. This is how he cares for us. Let's use NLT for this. Hopefully NLT would put it in accordance to what I'm expecting. Matthew 6, 30, Matthew 6, 25. <coughs> Hallelujah. So I tell you, don't worry about everyday life. 
whether you have enough food, drink, and clothes. Doesn't life consist of more than food and clothing? Please continue. Look at the birds. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns because your heavenly father feeds them. And you are far more valuable to them than they. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Or course, of course not. And why worry about your clothes? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, wouldn't he more surely care for you? You have so little faith. So don't worry about having enough food or drink or clothing. Why be like the pagans who are so deeply concerned about these things? Your heavenly father already knows all your needs and he's provided for them already next verse and he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of god your primary concern that's where the christians are not getting it when i say the christians it doesn't mean all just in general in the world many christians are not making the kingdom of god their primary concern but from today we are. Hallelujah. And it goes on and on. Another time we will finish up. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, this is our Heavenly Father. He wants us to communicate with him. To love him. To spend time with him. To come to him with all our concerns. In Jesus' name. May we bless our Heavenly Father. May we honor him. May we love him. In Jesus' name. Shall we stand to our feet? And let's give him praise. Let's bless his name. Let's worship him. Let's bless the Lord with all we have. Those also watching from Minneapolis, just bless him. Just give him praise. Those watching online, just bless him. Just give him praise. For the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Father, we Lord, to be totally dependent. Bless his name. Oh, yes. Bless the Lord, for he is faithful. He is worthy of all praise. Bless his name. Worship the Lord. Worship him. Bless him. 
Our heavenly Father, Father Lord, help us to live a life that honors you. Our precious God, Father in heaven, pleases you, O God. Let's give him praise, glory, and honor in the house of God. Tell him that you want to know him more, your heavenly father. You want to bless him, you want to honor him, you want to acknowledge him. You want to give him honor in everything you do. And that you trust him as your heavenly father who has more than enough. More provision, more grace. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We trust in you, O oh God. That we will trust in Him. We will trust in Him. We will trust in Him. We will trust in the God of Israel, who is our Father, the one true, only God. Oh, hallelujah. Whilst we are praying, if you know in your heart, that you are far away from God. If you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. If you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you would go to heaven or hell, you can be sure. If you want your sins forgiven and you want to be born again, you are watching and you know that you are far from God but you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want to be born again. You want your sins forgiven. I want you to raise your hands right now. If you are here, raise your hands. If you are watching Minneapolis, raise your hands. If you are watching in any area, you are watching online, please raise your hands where you are, and I'll pray with you. Now, let's all repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. That he died on the cross for my sins. I believe. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. That his blood was shed for my sins. I believe. I believe that God raised him from the dead. The God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for salvation. Keep and preserve us in Jesus' name. Amen. We may take our seats. God bless you, those in Minneapolis, until next week, God willing. Shalom, shalom. Hallelujah. Amen. It's offering time. It's tithing time. Uh, tithing time is promotion time. Secure, securing time. Tithing time, securing time. Tithing time, promotion time. But it's a confession. Those who, because you are confessing that God will promote you, God will what? Uh, secure. secure you. Offering time is blessing time. Hallelujah.
Amen. Amen. So let's get ready with our substance, our offering, our tithe. Hallelujah. And give to the Lord. If you are giving, you can just scan. And, uh, every, you know, you have everything you need. Or you, can, or you can just text give to the number on the screen. 817-826-9772. And you can put in tithe. Uh, if it's tithe, you can put in offering. If it's offering, hallelujah. And God will bless you. Father God, bless our tithe and our offering. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. My God, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He will give his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. One more time. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. My God, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He will give his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. Father God, bless our tithe, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. We may take our seats, those front hallelujah but before then <clears throat> today is father's day and it's time for the communion so before we i think today is father's day so we've just added some extra time amen hope we are safe on that praise god shall we stand to our feet so that we partake of the communion the body of our lord jesus christ and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 6 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him smitten, stricken of God and afflicted. King James. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. For all we like sheep have gone astray. Each man hath turned his own way. We have all turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. For I have received of the Lord that which also he hath delivered unto me that the lord jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take it this is my body which is broken for you this do ye in remembrance of me after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped 
saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Continue. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Please continue. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. One more verse. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Father God, bless the communion. We give you thanks. We give you praise for your body and your blood, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So as <clears throat> we are about to partake of the communion, God is saying, yes, you can give it up. God is saying that we must eat of the body as the Lord's body. Drink of the blood as of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we eat and drink of it, we must eat and drink in faith, knowing that this is the Lord's body. And the same way people disregarded it and some are asleep or died, in the same way, when we eat of the body and the blood of Jesus, life comes, strength comes, healing comes. So let's partake of the communion as a holy thing. Hallelujah. On a hill far away stood an old yes. rugged cross, the emblem of suffering yes. and shame. And I love that, that old, old cross, cross where, where the dearest and best for a while. Cherish the, the older I get cross. 
Let's repeat after me as we take of the body. The body of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The body of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Which was broken for me. Which was broken for me. By his stripes. By his stripes. I am healed. I am healed. The body of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. The body of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. The blood of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. The blood of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Which was shed for me. Which was shed for me. For the forgiveness. For the forgiveness. For the remission. For the remission of my sins. Of my sins. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I have eternal life. I have eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. The blood of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Father God, we thank you for the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your healing of every sick body here and those watching by faith in the body of Jesus Christ which had stripes for healing. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that gives us eternal life. We pray for strength to continue and to finish our race, to finish the course in Jesus' name. Amen. May take our seats. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe we've all been blessed by this very powerful message. Amen. Our Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. Reverend David, we thank you so much. We pray that God's grace will never cease on you. Amen. Pray that God will enlarge your territory, bless you, anoint you, take you to the place that he has purposed for you. Amen. 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 The Bible says that God's word is able to give us inheritance among the saints. Amen. So as we have heard God's word, we want to, we want to ensure that we go and listen to it again. Amen. Faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. And as we do that, God will bless us richly. Amen. We want to take our announcements. Amen. So announcements uh, is that this week, Wednesday, we have a meeting here at 7 p.m. We do have Bible, I mean, weekday meeting. So join us and you will be greatly blessed. Amen. On Thursdays, we have um, a prayer meeting on Zoom. We meet every Thursday at 8 p.m. And join us, and you will be blessed as well. Amen. 
And um, this coming Sunday, it's our anniversary. Amen. Oh, I thought you'd give a clap offering unto the Lord. Yeah. It's our anniversary. We want to encourage you to invite your friends here. It's going to be very, very powerful. God is going to be here. Amen. Great things are going to happen. So invite your friends and family members, and God will really bless you. Amen. We want you to get involved. Amen. God expects us to work in his house. Amen. So, you know, we have these uh, uh, ministries. You can join any of these ministries. Ashwing, Bible reading, technical projection. We need instrumentalists. We need people to pray. We need people in the choir, event planning, social media, Sunday school, prison ministry, outreach, and evangelistic ministry. Amen. Remember the poor, and God will definitely bless you. Amen. God will bless you powerfully. We also, on um, this coming, I mean, July 8th, July 8th, we do have our Water for Jesus. What that, somebody may ask, what is Water for Jesus? Water for Jesus is another, you know, uh, way to ev evangelize, amen. So we will come here, we will meet here. It's, go, it's Saturday, I believe it's 10 a.m., or we will let you know the time, but it's going to be, we are going to be here and we are going to hand out water and tracts and we will talk to people about Jesus. We'll preach Jesus to them. Amen. Amen. By all means, we have to preach the gospel. Amen. God will bless you as you do that. Amen. And then our Rwanda crusade. Amen. I'll give a clap offering unto the Lord. Rwanda crusade is going to be the 24th of July to August the 7th, amen, 24th of July to August the 7th, this, this is the Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign, amen, Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign is the evangelistic wing of the church, and what we do is that God, through Reverend David, take the message of Jesus Christ all over the world, most of the places that we go to are impoverished places, so we go, we share the gospel to them. We don't share the gospel alone. We also minister to them, to their needs. So we just want to encourage you, you know, pray to God, ask God how you can also be a part of what is going on. I mean, I know I cannot go out there and preach, but, you know, I know that my, my you know, $2, $5, $20, $200, $1,000 can bring souls into the kingdom of God. As you do that, God is going to bless you. You know, we want our treasures. We want treasures in heaven. It says, lay up your treasures in heaven. You know, not your bank account here, but treasures in heaven where moth and, 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 and will not corrupt. Amen. Amen. And God will bless you. Amen. Amen. So let's give, let's be partners. We can be partners uh, with this ministry and God will bless us greatly. Amen. If you want to be baptized, you can give your name to Brother Fred or myself and Reverend David will be willing to baptize you. Amen. Be more than willing to baptize you. And today is our sister's birthday, sister Cynthia, amen. Reverend David will be praying for her shortly, amen. We also want to encourage us to follow Reverend David on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, amen. David and Saki, amen. 
and also the podcast. The messages are on the podcast. Listen to the messages. The Bible says that the word of God gives us inheritance amongst the saints. Amen. And God will bless us all. Amen. God bless you. Shall we rise and share the grace? Oh, Cynthia. <laughs> Come on then. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good. Good. We're going to have some dancing here. <laughs> All right. Come closer and face the people. So let's stretch our hands towards our sister Cynthia. Pray that God will bless her. Pray that God will give her good health, long life. That God will make her great. That everything she is asking God for, God would grant unto her fully by this time next year, God willing. Father God, we pray and we commit our sister Cynthia into your hands. We pray, O oh God, in Jesus' name, that you keep her. You preserve her. We pray, Father God, that you bless the works of her hands. By this time next year, God willing, the things she has been asking you for, we pray that you will grant them all unto her in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that she will live to see her children's 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 children, O oh God. She will live a good old age. May she be full of days. May she be full of riches and blessings, O oh God. We pray that you, 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 you make a way for her where there are no ways to be made humanly. We know that with you, there is nothing impossible. And that you have elevation and promotion and favor for her. Bless her in everything she does, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you for what you have in store for her in Jesus' name. Anoint her. Use her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Not yet. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, yes, Cynthia. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, yes, Cynthia. Happy birthday to you. May God bless you. May God bless you now. May God bless you now. May God bless you now. And give you long life. Hip, hip, hip. Hooray. God bless you. Amen. Happy birthday. Wow. Birthday on Father's Day. That's a blessing. Shall we share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you.